Welcome to Church Talk. In today's podcast, Pastor Preji converses with Pastor Harry on the importance of a vision for the church, evangelism and the requirement of a kingdom-oriented mindset. Tune in to gain understanding on how to conduct kingdom-oriented work successfully. Share this podcast with others to bless them in their ministry as well. Good morning and greetings in Jesus precious name. Welcome to this morning's conversation on Church Talk. This podcast is specifically designed to help church planters, pastors, leaders, uh, worship team, volunteers, everybody that is having a heart for the church to plant and build and work with Jesus to uh, develop his church. And this morning I have a dear pastor, uh, he's a a senior leader in the city of Bangalore and he's been used by God for the last 28 years in the mission field uh please help me welcome pastor harry perera and uh i'm sure that this conversation is going to be a blessing to all of you that everything that he shares his experiences and everything that god has been teaching him will definitely be a uh, inspiration for you in your journey of uh, ministering and planting and uh, leading a church uh let me just begin by asking pastor harry to just greet our people and uh just say hello to them before we can go into the conversation greetings to all of you in the name of our lord and savior jesus christ it's a joy to be here and sitting with preji is great yeah. so we hope the conversation will be beneficial and you will be blessed amen. thank you for hearing in amen amen thank you so much pastor for agreeing to doing this yeah uh, i just want to know a little bit about your history of uh, planting a church and uh, <laughs> and being involved in church planting and missions for the last 28 years where did it begin and and where has the lord taken you in the last 28 years just in brief if you could just give us a perspective you know questions are always short the answers are never short <laughs> i can understand <laughs> anyway uh, as a young person born again in 1991 i had an encounter with jesus and i possibly sat in the church hearing my pastor for one year Mm-hmm. but i couldn't sit like that i had to uh speak to people and tell them about jesus so mm-hmm. the rule was you will not eat unless you witness mm-hmm. on a daily basis mm-hmm. and that's how we got into the habit of witnessing right and so that's how we started uh four years into being a believer and witnessing and winning souls the lord gave me a call to come out of the church that i was but i had learned one thing is to be faithful to the local church mm-hmm. and so i refused to leave mm-hmm. and uh, the lord kept prodding me and telling me and i made it very clear that that's not going to happen i'm not going to leave mm-hmm. but then the the impression on my heart was so strong that i finally took an appointment with my pastor pastor jay das amazing man of god mm-hmm. uh you could stand 100 feet away and have a conversation and you go close to him he'll tell you what the conversation was wow amazing man mm. so i called him and told him i want to meet with you pastor mm-hmm. but i want to meet with you privately that's the first time i told him privately because normally we go and sit with everyone else he invited me i went there it was a friday evening he said tambi let's go up to the church and nobody will disturb us but when we went there i had nothing to say mm. 
and he said just hear me out mm. and then you tell me what you have to say mm. and he told me everything the lord told me wow <laughs> and that's fantastic mm. so he told me that the following sunday you come i pray for you because i know this is from god i'm going to let you go mm. and i said my uh, commitment is this that even though i leave and i go mm. i will be accountable to you mm. and i will report to you on a regular basis and mm. let you know what i'm doing mm-hmm. which continued till he slept in the lord wow uh, wow which is a fantastic thing mm. uh starting the church was tough there were just uh, five six people maybe mm-hmm. and with dreams that you are going to save the whole uh, city you know right. that's how you always start right but then as we continued we learned that it is not as easy as that but right. the church grew it multiplied it mm. just kept growing mm. uh we had the first hall 20 by 18 i think mm-hmm. that's the size of our possibly our stage today wow mm. and we started from there mm. it got full and the staircase it was on the first floor mm. and then we moved from there to another place and like that kept moving mm. and the church grew but what the lord did to me was i kept witnessing even though i was a pastor and had all the other responsibilities right, right. witnessing continued on the same trend there was no stoppage of that wow mm. because many times what happens to young pastors is when success comes mm. they take a back seat right and right. expect that the congregation is going to do it and they've heard many messages that you know the sheep are the one that uh, mm. give uh, the lambs but and not uh, the, the pastor shepherd. but that's not really true mm. we are all sheep of the lord yeah and yeah. i think if you stay that at that then there is a continuous growth that will right. take place right now through the growth what happened was i had decided very early i don't want to have 10000 people 15000 people i don't want that I made that very clear to the Lord because I saw in numbers you could not get quality. Mm-hmm. You could have numbers. It is not difficult to get numbers, mm-hmm. and quality will only come in close fellowship okay. with a few people. Mm-hmm. So I found out in my own understanding over mm-hmm. the years of ministry that a hundred, two hundred people—that's mm-hmm. great. Mm. meaning 100 families or 200 yeah. families that's 4 right. 500 people right more than that is uh, challenging too is challenging in different ways right in really different ways mm. uh, i'm not finding fault with the mega churches i mean they must be having a fantastic uh, admin system of right. doing it but jesus's style of ministry was not like that he mm-hmm. multiplied leaders yeah and so my constant understanding has been let's multiply leaders mm. break away the church 20 people coming from a place and put one leader there and let them start mm-hmm. watch over them for a couple of years three years and then mm. give it to them and say go ahead just mm. continue so mm. you multiply mm-hmm. and they will multiply mm. they become leaders in their own understanding mm. like this is how we have actually uh, gone ahead and done it and in fact many of them don't even have our name mm. uh, many of them are not even attached now and they all grown and Yeah. amazing so the idea is are you building the kingdom of god mm. or are you trying to build your own organization and make it very famous right. which one are you trying to do right 
I have found that building the kingdom hmm. makes more sense. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Let me just trace back to this uh, point that you mentioned about witnessing to others and uh, evangelism and sharing about Jesus is like the the most important thing for a church to grow. It is the foundational thing because that's the first thing Jesus told us to yeah. do: go and preach the gospel, yeah. uh, be my witnesses, disciple, make disciples, and baptize them. Yeah. Uh, so sometimes when we see a little bit of growth in the church, uh, pastors and members alike, we think that our need to emphasize and continue to evangelize has decreased or when the church hall is full or when we see that, okay, new people are coming without us evangelizing, we sometimes do take a backseat on that. And I, I completely agree with that. Uh, and so what what can we do as pastors or church leaders to um, continually keep that flame and that passion for evangelism going in the church. How can we keep inspiring our people to keep going at that, to keep growing in that desire to evangelize? The day a believer or a pastor, anyone, mm -hmm. I think pastors are believers first. Absolutely. Then they become disciples and then they have their calling in yeah. place. So I think uh, the day a person we calling them believers but let's say disciples i like the word disciples but mm -hmm. they stop witnessing mm -hmm. they have actually started backsliding wow mm. that's the fact because now they have gone into entitlement for right. self mm. rather than a selfless attitude True. of presenting the gospel mm. or the kingdom of god to other people mm. so i think uh, in fact you made a mention of encouraging them to do it. Mm. I don't think they really need encouragement mm. if they are on fire for as the a disciple. You yeah. know, disciples don't lose that. Yeah. It's continuous. It's, right. And it's not the pastor uh, putting in a fire there. It's mm. the Holy Ghost that's within them. True. So he true. doesn't get cold and he doesn't get stale. And yeah. all that is uh, just the, I think is the modern way of saying things, you know, mm -hmm. fresh anointing. I asked them, when did it become stale? Right, right. If he's living in you, he's God. You can't yeah. do that. Yeah. He's God. If he's God, he never changes. Mm. He's the same yesterday, today and forever. Amen. So, Witnessing must not die mm. in a disciple's life mm. because mm. that's the first signs of backsliding. Mm. Mm. Uh, that's when you will find a lot of bickering going on in the church mm. when mm. witnessing stops. Yeah. And then the person who stops witnessing will always find fault with the witnessing people mm. because they feel that you know these people are showing off suddenly mm. it becomes a show off it's not true mm. they are doing what god wants them to do mm. but you are not doing it the mm. guilt in you is making you accuse somebody else one. whatever yeah. way they may not be doing it in the best way mm. uh, they may have their own crazy methods of uh, winning a soul that's all right mm. god is not bothered about he mm. is interested in the results of the yeah. matter yeah but when you hear complain in the church mm. witnessing has actually stopped wow wow and then there is another problem to witnessing after people come into the church mm -hmm. between the disciples itself mm -hmm. this is my believer that is your believer you know right, there's right. a kind of uh, entitlement now over them that right. you know you don't mess around with them i will <laughs> right 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 but god never planned that yeah like when you have 
a second child in the family mm. you're looking at the older child except this one right you're not right. saying no that child is separate and this one right. so in a family you accept everybody everybody and yeah. that is basically a genuine witnessing disciple mm. has that kind of an attitude yeah but yeah. the ones who don't witness mm. they are problematic yeah so so what you said is so true pastor that when we stop witnessing we automatically begin to focus on ourselves mm-hmm. and on each other and that is when all types of church politics and issues start to happen because when we when our focus is constantly on reaching the lost on reaching the people that are not in the church we are not uh, thinking about i did not get to be on the stage or i did not get the mic or i did not sure. uh, get put in the worship team or i did not get the time for uh, preaching Uh, when there is a whole world out there who is waiting for you to come and preach and and minister now you, you made a very important point pastor when you said that when they come in that is where the next step begins where we uh, turn them from believers to disciples yeah. and what is a good process to put in place early on like many of our listeners are church planters in their early stages and uh, Uh, some of them are church planters some of them are pioneering fellowships even in their offices or uh, colonies mm-hmm. it may not be a full fledged organizational church uh, so to speak um, but what is the way to turn these believers those who have just uh, been exposed to the love of the lord and how to go about you know into a process of discipling them in a way that will truly make them the disciples of jesus Well, I think it begins with me first, more than the congregation. Mm. The question I must ask myself as a pastor is, do I let them see the example of Jesus in my life? Mm. Preaching is a secondary matter. Right. It's not the preaching business. Yeah. It's the lifestyle. Yeah. Do I portray that? Mm. Now, I can't portray that if I'm self-centered myself. True, true. All right. So after all these years of ministry mm. I'm now hitting hard on one lesson mm-hmm. which is written in Luke 9:23 mm-hmm. If any man come after me mm-hmm. let him deny himself mm. pick up his cross daily and follow me Yeah So my my entire witnessing style now has changed to the fact it's not what God is going to give you mm. it's what are you going to give God Yeah because yeah. he doesn't need to give you anything he's yeah. God he doesn't need anything in the yeah. first place Yeah you need him desperately and why right. you need him is because of the various things that the scriptures right. have taught us mm. but normal modern witnessing is not done like that yeah the old age they did it the yeah. early church they did it because yeah. they gave up everything yeah true. and when people saw them giving up everything and still having joy mm. they questioned them they said how come you guys you're getting beaten up mm. you're bruised you're bleeding but you're still joyful i mean what is that secret mm. because they never had it they had a plenty but they didn't have this which right. they saw and today it's not like that today the welcoming is basically come to jesus and you will get this yeah yeah and it's not just salvation they don't just really talk about salvation they talk mainly about healing yeah. mainly about prosperity mm. mainly about getting a job or getting a husband or a wife mm. or all things that are again self centered right right what do i get is the issue in this yeah, you see yeah so i think 
I must begin with the first thing that I present Christ in my personal individual life. Right. Second, I must teach those who come to the congregation mm-hmm. that are you willing to lay down your life for Christ? Yeah. No yeah. goodies over here. Mm-hmm. And that's when you have very less people who will come to you. Right. right. <laughs> because everyone's looking for the goodies. Yeah. And that's what the modern church has taught them. Yeah. They're hearing preacher after preacher mm. talking about you will get this and you will get that. And every guy who's prophesying is saying you get a new house and you get a new this. Mm. Jesus never spoke anything like that. Mm-hmm. He was very clear that the kingdom of God is at hand. Mm. Would you enter into that kingdom? Okay. Mm. It's a different realm altogether because in that kingdom, mm. you're not talking material, you're mm. talking everything that is godly. Mm. Mm. That is missing in today's witnessing. Mm. And I think that must become the foundational truth for, for bringing people in. Bringing people in. Right. On that foundation, you can quickly make them disciples. Right. Mm. If that is not the foundation, then the pastor has a lot of undoing to do mm. in a person's life when they before come. they can actually make them disciples. disciples. And I am also uh, suspect for that. Mm. I have done these mistakes myself, which is why you have preached and preached and preached for so many years mm. and you don't see the change that you want to see mm. in their lives. Mm. It takes That's a true. long time. But you start off like this way, mm. change is quick. Amen. Amen. That's that's very powerful. How yeah. we witness yes. lays a good foundation for yeah. the discipleship process that you want to take them through. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we, we read this in scripture, how there were many people that followed Jesus because he would feed them yes. and he would exactly. heal them. And at one point, Jesus turned around and said, if you want to be my disciple, you have to eat my flesh yes. and drink my blood. And, and that put off a lot of people. Yeah. The Bible says, except the disciples, everybody else left. left. And uh, when you start teaching uh, the real truth, the the meat of the scripture, that is when you really know who are the people who are in it to give, not just to receive. And uh, and, uh, Pastor, you mentioned how over a period of time, it has not just been about planting a big church, so to speak, but to build the kingdom of God. And to do that, one of the things that you've had to do is to train these disciples to become leaders of these disciples. Yeah. How was that process? Because sometimes we uh, find broken people and we find leaders uh, that we have appointed or leaders that we thought can handle uh, people sometimes not have the ability or the leadership skills or the character or um, they, they slack in their walk with God over a period of time and and so sometimes leadership training is not the easiest thing, you know. It's, uh, mm-hmm. it's sometimes the most challenging thing to do in the church, especially for pastors when they want to uh, see more leaders being equipped for, uh, you know, different uh, branches. It could be something within the church or a different church being planted. And uh, how do you go about with it? Like, what do you do to train these disciples to become leaders? Okay, I'll... I'll say two things for this, and I will give you the example of what happens in our city in Bangalore and what mm-hmm. happens in Himachal Pradesh. Okay. Okay. It's a world of a difference between there and over here. Yeah. Here, you have a metropolitan, cosmopolitan city. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are busy, no time. Mm-hmm. They are so caught up with their uh, job specifics and mm-hmm. all these kind mm-hmm. of things. Mm-hmm. 
in the mountains there they mm. have a lot of time right they are able to just live with you if necessary mm. and watch you and mm. grow so right. i find leaders developing there is much easier yeah. than over here because okay. here uh you have a time based mm. and they will give you only so much time yeah and when they give you only so much time their minds are not there 100% right because they've got something else after the 2 hours they spend with you mm. and it's already clicking that you know mm. and let us say every message is not Uh, dynamic and great and all there are some raw things that you have to share absolutely which may not be very sweet and nice and mm. you know even uh, i like to hear it mm. kind of stuff right. so what happens they're distracted mm. they are not there in the whole picture mm. so what happens is it takes a longer period of time here in bangalore mm-hmm. to get someone concentrating receiving and uh, assimilating that information mm. and bringing it out in character Yeah. So I find it taking a much longer time mm. in the city. Mm. Over there is so quick. Mm-hmm. 6 months, 8 months, you can have the guy stand in the front and he will testify and wow. people will get totally touched by the way that he says it. He's raw in our standards in right. Bangalore. Right. He's a raw person. 6 months, what are you talking 6 yeah. months? <laughs> yeah. But that's the difference. So I think wow. to pour out your life to impart your life. Mm. your people must give time for that right if right. they are not giving you time mm. it's not possible mm. i'll give you one more example and this is between our own congregation mm-hmm. and the pastors that i have uh traveled with in karnataka to mm. do the karnataka prayer call work mm. uh now we travel we stay together for 3 days 4 days uh travel 1000 kilometers mm. so we are sharing talking uh, eating drinking everything together mm-hmm. and when we go to a place they are watching what i am saying and what i am doing and mm. they are observing all this and these are all pastors they are not mm. uh, disciples as such right. but i have seen their lives being more affected than the congregation itself wow so i believe jesus's principle of living with the people mm-hmm. being there with them mm-hmm. is what actually brings leadership skills it mm. doesn't come by the book right right you can give a hundred training lessons mm. but the application of it doesn't mm. set it yeah. unless they watch you they learn from you and mm. they know that this is how it's done absolutely i, I think i think that's why paul wrote to timothy and, and to some of his leaders saying you have seen my example Yeah. now do as i have done and and imitate me like i have imitated christ because they had they had seen a very up close personal True. example of the leader True. so so that also means that as pastors sometimes you need to become vulnerable because we tend to only show the highlights of our life the the best parts True. the <laughs> the anointed moments and the 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 holy times you know we don't really expose our failures our brokenness our struggles yeah. uh, to the especially to the leaders that we are supposed to you know train up into the same places that we are yes. and the bible talks about how jesus would take the three and he would go and he would um, go to gethsemane and he would open up his heart before the lord before his father and that was an example for the other three to see okay wait here is jesus praying a prayer saying if it is your will take away this cup from me you know this was the most vulnerable moment in jesus life and jesus was exposing that to his disciples and sometimes we as as pastors we we 
tend to not show that side That's to it. our uh, next level leaders and how important is vulnerability especially when you're trying to train people and uh, you're trying to appoint them into uh, next level leaders uh, of the church or the churches that you're planting how important is it for us to be vulnerable with them well they're going to follow our example so if we're going to hide they're going to hide too yeah yeah and that's not going to help the next uh, leadership mm. so i think uh, letting them see you just as you are mm. and for that i always say a pastor's life in his home mm. must be the same as in the church mm. Mm. though many people tell me no that's not possible mm. i said no it's possible mm. you can be the same person you don't yeah. have a double standard right right because if you have a double standard then you shouldn't be preaching in the first place mm, you mm. need to get your life in order there's True. something wrong with your life mm. so a pastor's life is not uh, different in his home mm. and different amongst the leader church members yeah yeah take because i think we spend more time with the leaders, leaders as yeah. you grow in yeah. ministry you don't spend as much time with congregation members right right unless there is a specific issue or something you spend yeah. more time the leaders are the ones who deal with these See people daily, so yeah. i think in front of them mm. or even with the elders of the church if you mm. have an eldership in the mm. church we need to be the same at home as well as with in, them in them so i have always made an open statement in our congregation amongst our leadership our elders i always tell them please go to my house and ask my wife about me Mm-hmm. don't uh, look at me here and say whatever you want to say mm. go and find out from her mm. what she has to say mm. whatever she says i accept that's the real person mm-hmm. so when you have a transparent life and you're mm. ready to be rectified i mean we all make mistakes yeah i don't know who is there on this earth who has not made, not a, made mistake. a mistake yeah all right uh, when i say mistake it seems to be very let's see who has not sinned yeah yeah all of us have sinned absolutely yeah you see maybe not in action maybe just with the, our minds our yeah. thought life itself yeah. yeah can have sin in it right so i think we must be vulnerable mm. to the fact that we can share with those who we are leading mm. and tell them can you pray for me mm. i'm having a struggle with this thing mm. maybe anger mm. you know or whatever else that comes to your mind yeah to be open with them helps them to open themselves right right if you close they will close and True. then you possibly make a mistake by giving that person a position yeah and after the position you find out that okay this is the person yeah yeah it does not help that's true that's true it is so powerful pastor and uh, let me also bring this perspective uh, and ask you this question about how as a church planter you have uh, trained yourself and your church members to think uh, beyond the church beyond just your church uh, to think for the city to think for the state i know that in the city you lead a movement called bangalore transformation network of so many pastors that are praying and believing for revival of the city in every way not just spiritual revival but in every way and i have seen how the lord has led you to do this karnataka prayer call where you would go to different districts of uh, the state and you would spend time praying with the pastors there and uh, and how the lord has given you a heart even for the nation of india and send you to other places so how did you catch that vision and how did you transfer that vision to your church to become uh, minded 
mission minded beyond just filling our church to think okay this is we are not just about growing our church but it is about the kingdom of god growing and the kingdom of god coming and being established in our city and our nation so we'd love to know your perspective on that pastor yeah so i have to take you back to how god called me into the ministry and the picture that god had drawn for me was this start a city church and then uh get people mm-hmm. committed that they will go to the villages and plant churches there and mm-hmm. let them be there and you support these people mm-hmm. so that was the picture given in my mind mm-hmm. all right and i started ministry like that with the idea that our ministry mm-hmm. will spread to all these places right as we continued to serve the lord and grow i realized that people were already there in the villages and suffering mm-hmm. ministers of god mm-hmm. and here we are mm-hmm. we have plenty mm-hmm. but we are not giving it to them mm-hmm. because we want our person mm-hmm. to be planted and our name board to come there right right and that's when the lord dealt with me mm. and made me understand mm. that that is not his ministry mm. meaning the person who is struggling there mm. that is also my work mm-hmm. but he is the laborer in that place right. and you are the laborer over here right so if you have why don't you give him mm-hmm. you sustain the guy so mm. he is going to concentrate on his ministry right right you see mm. so i did a uh, I shouldn't say experiment but I tried to do what the Lord told me to do and there was mm. a pastor in a place called Gudiyathum in Tamil Nadu. Mm-hmm. And he used to keep coming to Bangalore. Mm-hmm. First week he is in Bangalore. Mm. I happened to preach in a particular street uh, place. There was a meeting and I preached over there. He had attended the meeting. Mm-hmm. And he told the person who invited me I want to meet with that pastor mm-hmm. because the Lord tells me to see him. Mm. So I said yeah if the lord is telling then I better meet because mm-hmm. then I will be question as to why I am not meeting this mm-hmm. guy. So I met with him and he told me all his woes. Mm-hmm. That's what normally they do. Mm-hmm. When they come from a village oh we have problem here uh, children don't have clothes no education this thing that thing. I mm-hmm. heard his story. I spoke to the person who invited me mm-hmm. uh, and I told him how genuine is this guy? Mhm. He said no no he's a very faithful guy so many years he's been doing his struggling mm-hmm. no church building he wants mm-hmm. to build it I said all right I decided let me do first time what the lord had told me with mm-hmm. this one guy mm-hmm. and so I called him over I said mm-hmm. okay we are committing to take care of you mm-hmm. I'll come there to your village I will see the work mm-hmm. and then we will decide I went to Gudiyathum with three four of our leaders mm-hmm. went and saw the place the church was uh, the roof had collapsed they had put the thatched roof it all come down in one mess mm. and he was living in uh, abject poverty mm. i my heart went out i said no so we rebuilt the church mm-hmm. got sheets done and mm-hmm. done it properly everything mm. and started uh, supporting the guy i would send one of the leaders once in two months once in three months to see what this guy is doing mm. only one condition i gave him mm. don't ever come to bangalore Mm-hmm. that first week that visit we should do mm-hmm. that you stop mm-hmm. everything we'll take care of mm-hmm. you should not come because you're wasting time coming to this city mm-hmm. you stay in your area and you finish the work over there mm-hmm. we did this for about 4 years mm-hmm. finally one day i found him in bangalore mm-hmm. even after that means he has been continuously doing the same thing mm-hmm. 
I called him and I said, I told you not to come here. Mm. And I, I said, my reason for you not to come here is not to waste your time. It's mm. not about the money. You tell them to send the money to you. I have no issues. Mm, mm, mm. Just give your address and tell them this is my uh, address. You money order or whatever you want. Mm. I have no problem you taking money from other people. Mm. But I told you not to come and be here. Mm. He did not know what to say. I anyway felt sorry. I gave him a three-month uh, time. Mm. I said, we're going to stop after three months. We'll mm. take care of you for three months and mm. that's it. We were training people. We still train people. Mm -hmm. So we uh, insisted before he goes, I said, you have to come here, stay here with me 15 days, go mm. under the training and then we will let you go. Mm. He came, he went through the training. He and his wife also came, mm -hmm. finished the training and went back. Mm. Three months later, we stopped. Mm. After we stopped, he flourished. Wow. Mm. Actually did the work of God. Wow. So I learned that it's not up to me to send my congregation members and have my ministry and my mm. board and all that. Mm. Not at all. Mm. Whoever is working there is working for the Lord Jesus Christ. And mm. if I say we are kingdom minded, mm -hmm. why can't I look at his needs and take care of him? Right, right. So now what we are doing is this. In Karnataka, we are doing this for Karnataka. Mm -hmm. We have been taking care of the Himachal Pradesh ministry from 1999. Okay. We still support the ministry okay. financially, mm -hmm. as well as I go there often and minister. Mm -hmm. But in Karnataka, we did one thing. Mm -hmm. I told our congregation, I want one family for one district. Mm -hmm. One missionary we will support. Mm -hmm. All right, mm. wherever they are, mm. I will identify, we'll find out, go through background check. We'll do all that. I'm not saying yeah. we blindly right. just take anyone. And your tithe and your offering mm. is separated and kept only for that ministry. Wow. Mm. We won't touch it for the church. Wow. So 29 families dedicated for that work. Wow. Mm. Now, my perspective is this. Also, not just the money. They have to go there seven days in a year. Mm. And stay with that particular church, missionary, evangelist, whoever he is, mm -hmm. see what he's doing. Right, right. They need to report to me. That person doesn't need to get in touch with. Me. Right. So only these people be in touch. The right. family who is giving him the support and mm -hmm. the evangelist. Right. Why I did that was I want them to catch the vision wow. for them to go. Wow. Mm. I don't want them to stay with me. Mm -hmm. So I think if you're kingdom minded, mm -hmm. you're not thinking just about... Your church. Your church. It's yeah. not your church in the first place. Right, it's, right. it's the Lord's church. Mm. But what can you do mm. to extend and expand this kingdom? Amen. Yeah. And that comes only by us receiving mm. and letting go. Wow. I wow. think that's the only way it works. Wow. And, and I, I completely believe in the principle that the more we let go, the more the Lord also brings back harvest and the Lord yes. brings his people to it's, increase his work and and uh, we can never out outgive god when absolutely we when we not. send out our people absolutely. the lord is faithful to bring more people absolutely. the lord is faithful to bring more finances the lord is faithful to bring more resources 100%. to do his work yes it is it's never been about our work and yes. and pastor we have been so encouraged by this conversation uh, and i know that many people that are listening from different places you know they have their own needs and their own uh, struggles, e even in terms of finances and resources, uh, or uh, lack of people uh, to to train and to grow. 
would you just take a moment to just pray and release a word of sure. uh, comfort and God's grace and if there is anything specific on your heart sure. if you could just release uh, so that they they can in this season especially when uh, there's not been much practical physical fellowship happening when everything has gone digital and and there are some places especially in Africa where people can't really afford even being on digital platforms like mm-hmm. you know uh the the number of uh, data the mb is required to watch a video or to listen to an audio sometimes is not uh enough for It's them to yeah. you know uh, so if you could just pray and just sure. release a word from the lord uh, to bless our pastors and church sure. planters and leaders that'd be great yeah let's pray father i want to bring all those who are hearing into your presence for in your presence all things are met all things are transformed all things are blessed and whatever be lord the hindrances in life they are broken down to nothing so i bring all these hearers father and pray especially for those who are working and laboring in the vineyard of christ yes in difficult situations lord you are faithful and you are a rewarder of the labor of love you have never failed yes So I believe Lord that you will give them wisdom and understanding and I pray that all of them these men and women will stop looking at people but look at you. Mm. Like the psalmist says I set the Lord before me. I pray Lord they will do that. Not their troubles, not their requirements, but they will set the Lord before them. Mm. And as they keep gazing at you O oh God you will give them the counsel that will transform not only their lives but their physical situations practical situations financial situations yes. in the area of their influence amen i pray father each of them whether educated or not whether lord mature or immature whether they are physically fit or not whether lord god that they they have a bible degree or not mm. it just doesn't matter mm. if the holy ghost is there upon them giving them the counsel that is divine mm. to go forward i yes. pray that release over their lives yes. of all contentious worries in their mind it be mm. cast down in jesus name yes and the peace of god that passeth all understanding reign upon their hearts amen father i pray if they have a need they will not go to a man but they will come to you yes and you will direct their path mm. and as they are led by the spirit of god mm. those things that seem impossible will become possible yes bless them lord let their ministries be blessed their families be blessed their children lord be blessed let everything they lay their hands upon be prospering in mm. jesus name and i pray father they will not concentrate on money they mm. will concentrate on the king of kings amen you have plenty and more to take care of them that they will have sufficient to give to others yes i pray the multiplication will take place which you have promised in the word and let that become the blessing mm. i pray the kingdom mindset will be there and they will stop being self-centered mm. father if they have sinned in any way mm. and if there is a secret sin in the heart mm. i pray they will be willing father to mm. come to you mm. and tell you of their struggle that mm. you will help them overcome yes i believe 
you have a great purpose in every hearer's life. Yes. Let that purpose be fulfilled. Yes, Lord. Thanksgiving for this time, blessing Preji and all of them here in Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. 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 Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Pastor. God bless. Uh, what is the best way if uh, one of our listeners would like to get in touch with you or to receive from you or to get to know you more? What is the best way that they can do so, Pastor? You can give them my phone number or they can uh, email me. Okay. I think sure, email Pastor. is... Sure. Uh, we'll leave your email ID in the yeah, show notes no and uh, they can reach out to surely, you. Surely, surely. Thank you so much, friends, for tuning in this morning. We hope that this was an encouraging conversation for you. Make sure to share this with another pastor or leader who can be blessed by the same. God bless you. We will see you again in three weeks. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Hope you were blessed. Do visit pastorpregia.com slash podcast to subscribe for more resources related to church and various topics. Don't forget to register for Revival Dreamers 2021 at dreamingrevival.com slash 2021. Hurry. Limited seats available. Register now.